Warning, the following podcast may contain the following offensive words or phrases. Shit. Fuck. Cunt. Pussy. Ass Tom Brady crack ass nigga! Thank you. Welcome to the Weird Buffy Podcast. We're built for comfort and not for speed. Uh, before we get into this interview, brother Diz did with um, with brother Billy. Um, just to uh, warn y'all, there was about a minute, minute and a half, maybe two minutes of uh, a lot of audio difficulty and, and a bit of the interview got cut off at the beginning. But everything else is smoothed out, man. Please, man, check this out. Uh, go to WizBuffy dot com and, and hit us up on at WizBuffy on Instagram and Twitter, man. All right, man. Enjoy the interview. Peace. What's going on, everybody? This is the Where's Buffy podcast. We are built for comfort and not for speed. Uh, today, I have a special guest. Um, you can find him on YouTube at the Puro Maduro blog, puromaduro.com. We have with us Mr. Billy Boulevard. What's up, sir? What up? It's all good. Thanks for having me, man. Man, thank you for being here. So, what is an aficionado? Are talking about somebody that's that's deep into it, not somebody that smokes at a wedding, not somebody that smokes when a child is born, somebody that's sparking up at some type of frequency on a regular basis. Okay. Now, how, like, when I heard you say it, my first thought was like, is this a self-proclamation? Like, how does one become an aficionado? Is there a certification you can get? Like, how do you, how, how, how myself as a new, how would I become an aficionado well, that, that, that's part of the reason why a lot of people in the cigar community don't um, use that word very often. You, you'll, you'll find people replacing the word aficionado with connoisseur. Because, again, um, uh, an aficionado is somebody who has a passion. If you were introduced to your first cigar Friday, Saturday, you can have a passion. Whereas if somebody was to give the designation of a connoisseur, you can't have it. That can't happen in a 24-hour period. You can't just get bit by the bug and call yourself a connoisseur. So it's a, you know, it's, a, it's an amorphous term. Again, I think it's a little bit silly because I don't. I, I think you just uh, you're playing with semantics too much. When you say to the aficionado, you're talking about somebody you know what the fuck they're talking about. That's yeah, all. That's what it is, man. Now, again, I'm a noob, man. I, I've been smoking about three years, so whenever my my fear with aficionados over the liquor or um beer aficionados foodies and they always it's like you associate aficionado with snob man you know what i mean so what do you say to people who think that aficionados or connoisseurs are snobby i'm sorry i just want to make sure i heard you correctly what do i think about people who just call themselves the title but they're really not no no like what do you think about people who who are, are just getting into something who thinks that an aficionado is a snob Oh, well, you know, listen, man, the whole snob thing, you know, gets ill because anytime, anytime you are passionate about something, you care about it and you see it as an institution, you see yourself sometimes as a protector 
of that institution. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is the same thing. I guess you could say it's the same thing with with hip hop, or it's the same upheaval that you would have with people who don't want to allow homosexuals into the to the marriage circle. Mm-hmm. You know, you want they want to protect the institution of marriage, so they box out homosexuals. Or if you want to protect hip hop, you block anything coming from a particular region mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that you don't like because you think it's a threat to the institution. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing with cigar aficionados. They want to box out cats who like 70, 70 ring gauge cigars, or they want to box out cats that like flavored cigars, or they want to box out cats that think that a, a swish is sweet can compete with a Padron. But in all actuality, that's all good and whatever. You know what I mean? You, you, you can certainly say to your, to your clique while y'all over in the corner, look, look at him, he's smoking an acid, he's a sucker. You know, he, ain't, he ain't no real aficionado. He ain't no hard body smoker. Smoking a flavored cigar. Yeah, you could do that in your clip, but when, 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 when my man comes over and asks for a lighter, you shouldn't be like, fuck you, I ain't giving you no lighter. You smoking an ass. <laughs> right. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's taking it to the asshole. You're taking it to the asshole side of the spectrum when you, when you kick it like that. It's okay amongst your boys. You'd be like, look at this motherfucker smoking this ass. Right, right. You know what I mean? You know, but, 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 so, so a lot of times I'm, 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 I talk to people in cigar lounges. They just walk in, just start smoking cigars. He might be smoking a some kind of flavored cigar, smoking some cigar that I think is bullshit. But I don't treat nobody funny style because guess what? Everybody, everybody got their bad moments when they was coming up in the game and they were, you know, didn't know what they were doing and they were trying to get their complex in their rudder to understand what to smoke, what not to smoke, and what to pair it with and things. It's, you know, people, listen, people waste a lot of time trying to feel better about themselves by putting other people down. Right. We know that, right? You've seen that, uh, you've seen that across the board, no matter what you're dealing with. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing with cigars, man. You always have clicks and you always have people who are so-called aficionados and, you know, you, you, you ask them how cigars, man, they couldn't tell you. Right. Exactly. They're just an aficionado anyway, you know? So yeah, yeah. I, to, to to the people who who come in and cigar smoking, listen, welcome. Sit down, smoke that fucked up cigar. We gonna help you get through that. <laughs> you know what, man? And I, I'm glad that's been my experience as well, man. Like I have, I've had a couple old guys, older guys, older gods tell me, "Hey, man, you know that's a that's okay. You know, I see you smoking that." Uh, that uh, what what's the joints we used to smoke, man? The flavor joints, the Javas. I see you smoking that Java, but why don't you come over here with these Gurkhas and and uh, and see what this life about, man? So that, exactly, you that, know, that you can't just you can't just box somebody out, and and in a, a lot of in a lot of the material that that I present online, I don't speak very well of flavored cigars, but I always tell people smoke what you like. This is my opinion. Same way your opinion is that that Java might have been the best fucking cigar in the world. That's your opinion. Fine. My opinion is that, you know, it's not. (laughs) My opinion opinion is it's not. And and, and the real problem that I have with flavored cigars is if you're a cigar smoker right now, you got to understand we got a lot of legislation coming at us. Mm. I mean, draconian legislation. And people are like, well, why? Well, the reason why is because of the proliferation of flavored cigars. Now the kids are smoking them. They always left cigars alone because they knew what cigars were. It was a it was a type of product that kids didn't smoke. A lot of kids don't have fifteen, twenty dollars to buy a cigar anyway, especially if they're gonna bust it down for a blunt. You're not gonna buy a Patron and bust it down for a blunt. 
You know what I'm saying? And if you're a teenager, how the hell you get $15 to, 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 to smoke this Padron anyway? You don't even like the flavor profile. You still a kid. You ain't advanced enough to like some shit like that. So, but they, but what they do, they do like the flavors, squishy sweets. They, they use those for blunts. So they smoke them and they're using them for blunts. All right. So, so the, the legislators and, and started getting calls from parents and other people. Hey, my, my son is smoking these, uh, these blueberry fillies or whatever the fuck they got. You know what I mean? My son and daughter's into this thing. So next thing you know, you got all these calls going on around America, and now you got a lot of flavored cigars out there because Jewish State just opened up the market for flavored cigars. Yeah, yeah. And now, normally a flavored cigar was a bullshit machine-made cigar that nobody ever respected. Then Drew Estate stepped in. They used premium tobacco. They made sure the construction was good, but they added an infused flavor. Still a flavored cigar nonetheless. So now you got kids and you got people that are new, new to cigar smoking them. So now it looks like everybody's smoking cigars. So now they want to start legislating cigars. And it's going to be a real problem because a lot of the, the boutique blends that you see, the legislation is going to say that the boutique blend can't come to the market for two years because the FDA has to evaluate it and all that. And they've already calculated that it will take two years to bring a new product to market. Wow. That'll kill, that'll kill the boutique industry. They also want to make it where when you walk into a cigar lounge, there's no more, there's no more walk-in humidors. You have to order from a menu because they feel like if you just see it, there'd be some insatiable desire for you to buy it. So you have to order it from a menu to curb your, your, uh, to curb your desire for it. So it's a lot of crazy ass, don't, don't even talk about the taxes. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of, uh, legislation that we're facing and make no mistake, it's directly hardwired the proliferation of flavored cigars. So, so, so speaking of the flavored cigar, right, that was definitely my very first cigar was a flavored cigar, but it was definitely that Java uh, cigar, right? So right. what do you remember now? I don't know. I might have started off on a sucker joint. We call them sweet butts at this point in our lives and shit. So do you remember your first cigar? Yes. My first cigar was a Philly. I agree. <laughs> I, 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 I bought Bought the Philly to bust. The, I bought the Philly to, to bust open a blunt, Word. and my man, he come. My man did not come through with the weed. Mm. So at the time, we was drinking. At the time, we drinking crazy horse. We drinking forty dogs. I'm like eighteen. You know what I'm saying? Word. We drinking crazy horse. We drinking forty dogs. All right. So um, money didn't come through. So we just started drinking, and nobody had no new parts. He was like, "Fuck it, let's smoke this Philly." Bam! My first cigar. Bam! Right there. Damn. That's. That's harsh, dude. <laughs> that's yeah, hard, yeah that's no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So how long? You know, you hey, cigars, though, you come. You got to come in somewhere. You got to come in somewhere. No doubt. <laughs> how long have you been smoking, though, man? At, at this point, uh, about twenty-five years. Okay, okay. And... About twenty-five years. All of those have been good years. I'd say the last fifteen years have been good quality years because yeah. over the past fifteen years, I've been making the amount of money. You gotta have a disposable income now. Even if, with this cigar thing is deep, right? You gotta, right. you gotta have a disposable income to buy a humidor, to buy a lighter, yeah. to buy a cutter, right. to buy a cigar that you don't plan on smoking for three years and put it in the humidor and maintain the humidor and pay attention to what's going on. That takes passion, my brother. That takes enthusiasm. So the last the fifteen of those twenty five years have been good smoking years because. That's when I was knowledgeable enough about what I was doing and passionate enough and also had the, the financial wherewithal, the, the disposable income, you know what I mean, to maintain it. So, yeah. No, no doubt, man. Yeah, I, I, I bought a, uh, a box of Lost Cities. I, I'm regretting it at this point, but 
It, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's some expensive shit, G. Sure enough, man. Yeah, you gotta let that shit, man. You gotta let let let, let them shit. If you didn't like them when you first bought, you might just need to let them sit. I, yeah, you know what? And I, uh, that's what I've been finding out. Yeah, I gotta let them sit. They they suck. <laughs> they suck. So yeah, yeah, what, yeah. So what kind of stick do you like? Like a, a full or? Uh, um, I like full. I'm a I'm a full. I, I I like full body. I like full flavor. Um, I, there's not one Connecticut, uh, you know, there's not one Connecticut rapper that I like unless it's a Connecticut boy leaf Maduro. I don't like none of the the lighter smokes. They just don't do it for me. Mm. A, a lot of them we call them golf smokes. You smoke them while you're playing golf. I don't like none of the golf smokes. Mm. And uh, I, I I love the darker shades, of course. No Maduro, Oscuro, but I do like uh, Sumatra, mm-hmm. especially Ecuadorian Sumatra. Um, San Andres, the, the, the Mexican uh, Maduro is also really good. Um, but I, I, I love Maduro, I love Lajero. Um, and uh, Nicaragua is king right now. Nicaragua is pretty much running the table. So um, I like full-bodied smokes along the style of the, I call it the, 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 the neo style because mm-hmm. Things are changing. You got a lot of new players coming into the game. You take people like Roma Craft, you know, with the Neanderthal and the um, Cro Magnon cigar, which is taking off. You take the cats that's doing um, uh, uh, Crown Heads, they're doing the Jericho Hill and the Four Kicks. Right. Those are new dudes. And you got Fatwai, who's still relatively new. He's more established, but he's constantly coming up with a new blend. And those cats are really like defining. With new American palette because they are they are putting out product that is just unrivaled by any cigars right now on the planet. Even Cubans, even Cubans can't hang with these cats. Word. So so. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is, I'm glad you brought the Cuban thing up, man. The hype is it is it hype or is it real? And I've had a couple Cubans myself. I love them. I'm not even going to front. But is it more okay. hype than anything you think, or like who? What, you think well, Nicaragua the, is the best one? Well, let's, we got to qualify a few things. First of all, Cuba makes great cigars. Mm-hmm. Cuba makes shit cigars also. <laughs> right. They do both. Okay. Nicaragua makes great cigars. Nicaragua also makes shit cigars. Right. Okay. So the science is science is this. So the real the real truth is this: with a Nicaraguan cigar or a Dominican cigar or an Ecuadorian cigar, when they're on point. When they're at their best, blended correctly, constructed correctly, burning correctly, do they compete with a Cuban that is burning correctly, constructed correctly, and, and doing everything else right? Right. That's where I think you got to etch out the competition. And I'll be honest with you: when a Cuban cigar is on, when it's on and ready, mm-hmm. it's damn near, it's damn near unbeatable. Word. I will say that. I will say that. But have I had some transcendent moments with a non-Cuban cigar? Hell yes. <laughs> so right. it's, it, there's some hype. There's some hype involved. Here, 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 here's what the truth is: you're not smoking a good cigar just because it's cute. I guess that's my only. That, that, that's the only way I can truly qualify. Okay. It's not a good cigar just because it's cute. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and people a lot of times have the expectation that because it's a Cuban cigar, it must be the best fucking thing on the planet Earth. Right. Right. And that's not the case. Okay. And that's simply not the case. So, man, this is one of the things. So, me and my boy, uh, we were looking for a parent. Uh, he, he bought me some um, Ducey for my birthday at that time and shit. Um, yeah, Ducey. Yeah. Good shit, man. And he, he, 
he was like, well, "What's a parent to go with that?" We went on your we went on your uh, YouTube channel, and we saw this thing that freaked us out: the motherfucking marriage. Tell us about yeah. how that came about, man. Well, first describe um, that to I, the people because a lot of people haven't seen it. So describe the marriage to the people, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, around when you get to the end of the second third or the beginning of the first third of the cigar. By then, you should be able to recognize the flavor of the cigar, mm-hmm. right? You should have you, you you should be able to individually say, "Here's what I'm tasting." Maybe you can't get five or ten different flavors. Maybe you can get two. I'm getting this. I'm getting that. So you should have a a, a, a good idea of what you're smoking. And the same thing with what you're drinking. By the by that time, you should have a good idea of what you're drinking. So now, what you were trying to accomplish by pairing the cigar with a particular spirit is you're trying to accomplish a synergy. Right. You're trying to make sure that, you know, this particular drink that I'm drinking would be a hell of a lot better if I was smoking this cigar. Right. And the cigar would be better if I was drinking this drink. So by putting by putting the two together, you're trying to come up with a sum greater than the individual parts. That's the definition of synergy. So when you do that, when you infuse the the liquid or the spirit with the smoke of the cigar, you're marrying the flavors that are inside of the cigar and swirling it into the body of the spirit. Yeah. When you take the, the head of the cigar and you dip it into the spirit, now when you smoke, you're filtering the smoke through the cognac or the scotch or the whiskey or the rum, whatever you're drinking. Yeah. Now, when you do that, now you got a real pairing. You were trying to pair the flavors to begin with. True. Now you truly have a pairing. Now you've truly made sure that when you're smoking it, you're drinking it, and when you're drinking it, you're smoking. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You put it together now. Now a lot of people look at dipping a cigar with a lot of with a high degree of disdain. You'll find that if you do that in the lounge and an older cat sees you doing that, he might his head might pop. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. What the fuck are you doing? You you ruining that cigar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's, that's what you hear a lot of cats say. And I, I often when I when I'm faced with that, I'm always looking at it. I'm like, look, man, whether or not you're drinking water or milk with that cigar, look at that. Look at the head of the cigar, man. By the time you get to the second or the last third, it's dripping wet. That's one of the reasons why you should never, ever share a cigar with another man. <laughs> <laughs> you show me on that. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, because I that got a shit buddy. Is dripping wet. I got a buddy. That shit like, is dripping wet. My buddy you can't like, do that. My buddy be like, uh, here, come on, t- smoke this. This is good. I'm like, man, that shit wet is a pussy. Like, what are you doing? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, get the shit. fuck, nigga, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. No way. Oh, man, shout out to all these sexual act. No doubt. That's a sexual act. Even if I'm smoking a joint with a group of dudes, uh-huh. I'm going to make sure my mouth don't ever touch it. I'm going to situate it in my fingers where my mouth will never touch it. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely, you can't do that with a cigar. It's impossible. Word, no doubt, man. So, but, so, but, but, but the reason why you never do is because the, the tip of the cigar is always drenching with what? Saliva. Exactly. But guess what? If you've been smoking, if you've been smoking a cigar for an hour and you sipping scotch with it, then the saliva in your mouth is laced with what? The scotch. Word. And you've been putting that on the cigar. So you've been dipping it the whole motherfucking time. Because when these old heads bring that up, they sound stupid. <laughs> it's like, yo, you, you, you can't defy physics, homie. You've been drinking this guy 
the whole time. You've been dipping it every time you put it in your mouth. Exactly. And you know that you know I do that shit every time now, right? What happened? I said, you know I do that shit every time now, right? All right, then. How, uh, do, do you find that it enhances the experience? Uh, obviously, too, because you keep doing it. I'm not going to lie. Do you find that it enhances I'm right? not going to lie. It does, man. It, it, it works. I, I am a fan of the marriage. I endorse the marriage, man. No doubt. Yeah, now, now you asked me how it came about. It came about two ways. Okay. Uh, I, saw, I saw a Puerto Rican dude on my block who was, who was blowing smoke in his glass. He was drinking some Don, some Don Q rum. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, you see the smoke rising out of the gas, the glass looking all mystical, like he's drinking some sorcerous looking shit. Huh. Right? And then I saw uh, another cat, a uh, white dude, uh, in a cigar lounge one time, and he was dipping it. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to do both. I'm going to do both. Mm. And that was that was how I started right there, by seeing people doing separately. But 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 make no mistake about it, man. When you uh, when somebody sees you doing that, like a lot of cats who call themselves aficionados or whatever, oh man, they freak out, mm. freak out. So man, and that's why I love doing it in front of. So let me ask you this, man. So you have you've done a lot of pairings over the years. What would you say if you could pick one? And I know maybe it's on the spot, but what would you say would be your favorite pairing at this point? Like. Cigar brand and uh, and uh, uh, liquor type or whatever. Uh, wow, I would have to say one time I paired a um, a Patron. I think it was a twenty six, not a sixty four. Yeah, I think it was a twenty six. But I paired that with um, a Glamorangi La Santa. And uh, it was it was it was crazy. Is that a wine? It was crazy. Is it? I'm sorry, what was that? Is that is that is that wine? Glen, that's a that's a space side scotch. Mm. That's a scotch from the space side region of um, Scotland. And uh, yeah, it was it was wow. It did it, it's a, it, it was like everything came together to make that one seriously special. And um, to this day. I think that's the one pairing that, that I hit. This it just worked off the muscle, no questions about it. You know, that's the one that always outshined many. Um, in addition to that, there was one time that I paired a um, an aging room M20 with a uh, Nika coffee grain. Nika coffee grain is a Japanese whiskey, it's a Japanese version of Scotch, basically, but it's, a, it's, it's technically called a Japanese whiskey. Uh, it has nothing to do with coffee. Coffee grain is the uh, pot stills that they use to distill the spirit. And um, the Nika coffee grain is like one of the most complex whiskeys I had ever tried. When you smell it, you get the, you get the essence of like so many different flavors. But it's the only thing that I've um, smelled and, and I, I detected. Like a, It smelled like banana cream pie or banana peels and butterscotch. Hey, look, man. It was just great. I'm a fat dude. You can't be talking about banana cream pies and shit, G. <laughs> <laughs> so look, man, on, on, on Where's Buffy, right? We have a thing called Shooting the Five, right? And hashtag SD5, hashtag Shooting the Five, where we, depending on what show we're doing, we ask for a top five. Now, I'm not going to actually put it in any particular order because I know that would be, you know, that'd be definitely putting you on the spot. If you could rattle off the top five cigars you've ever smoked. Wow, ever smoked? Oh, mm, that's a rough one. That's a rough one because, and, 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 I, I'm not, and I'm not trying to evade the question, but I got to qualify what I'm saying that. 
I have I have a connection um, in New York for exclusive Cubans. Mm. Um, these are these are the Cubans that are being rolled for some of the diplomats, and uh, you can't buy them. Right. You can't buy them. You gotta you gotta know somebody that that puts you on to them. But they're called Robana Farms. Mm. Um, they come they, they come from directly from the the form of Alejandro Robena, who is the god of basically Cuban cigars. He's a Michael Jordan of Cuban cigars. Alejandro Robena, who died about four or five years ago, his son uh, now take his son now runs it. But uh, a cigar directly from his farm is called a Robena Farm mm-hmm. cigar. It is probably the best cigar I have ever had in my entire life. It's just it's just it's really truly unbelievable. Um, but that would be one. Okay. Number two, number two, and uh, again, in no particular order, it would have to be uh, the Aging Room M20. That is a phenomenal cigar. Also, the Satwai Black Label Lancero. Incredible. Full body, spicy, and smooth. And then you also have the Padron, the family anniversary, uh, the family anniversary 1964. Pardon me, the family reserve. 1964 Maduro. That, I mean, that's just a, a crazy ass cigar. But uh, I would also have to throw in there, man, one of the newer guys that are in the game right now, and that is uh, Roma Craft. Okay. R O M A Craft. Roma Craft. They have a cigar called the Neanderthal, which has seven different tobaccos in one cigar. It's a phenomenal cigar that I'm truly enjoying every now and then. I mean, that is a uh, it's a real treat, but I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I got more than five. I mean, if you if you if you follow the uh, YouTube website every year, I, I put in my three best new cigars of the year, meaning a cigar that was produced within that year. Um, okay. Every year, I do the top three of the best new cigars because I'm always looking for a new cigar. I'm always looking for the new, 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 new. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, we all know what we all know. Opus actually is great. We all know that a Padron is great. So it's always about the new and up and coming stuff. You know what I'm saying? So if I may, but yeah, that's, that's, that's may I give my top five? Yeah, my brother. If I may, you can tell me if I if I got good tape for a newbie, man. So rock that, hey. In no particular order: Opus X, Fuente, Fuente, Gurkha mm-hmm. Cellar Reserve. Mm. I'm a I'm a sucker for a Hemingway short story. I had okay. my my favorite Cuban cigar that I've ever had is Rabana Unicos. Is that how you pronounce that? Okay, that's a good that's a good cigar. And LFD Chapter One, which I wish I could smoke those every. Ooh, that's a good cigar with the chisel cut, right? Yeah, G. That's a, that's a good cigar. Yeah, show me. That's a good cigar. That's a good cigar. Now that the great thing about that cigar is that was the first cigar that came from the sun out of the uh, Minicana. That was his first cigar. That's why he called it Chapter One. He okay. also came out with a Chapter Two. I, it I was on had it. Had a, You haven't had it. I've had it, the Capitula too with the red band. Yeah, it has the reddish hue to the wrapper. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good one. It's not as good as that Chapter One. That Chapter One is special. Yeah, G. Show sure enough. Full body. Full flavor. Let me ask you, man. Scotch. What? Like, scotch to me is like eating a cigar. <laughs> like, when I drink scotch, <laughs> it's, 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 I'm a bourbon guy, right? A little sweeter. You know, okay. I'm a 1738 
I love smoking seventeen thirty eight with a full body stick. That's a good cognac. That's a great cognac. So how did you that's get a, into that's... Scotch, though, G? Well, um, well, well, here's the thing, man. Scotch is it, there's so many different variations as you go from different regions. Yeah. Of Scotland, I mean, you you, you say for instance a, a Scotch from Isla. Mm-hmm. A lot of people call it Isla. It's really pronounced Isla. You say for instance a Scotch from Isla. It has that smoky, peaty flavor. Right. And you compare that to something from Speyside, which is going to be sweet, which is going to have like a caramel and a sherry note to it. And it's as far as east is from west. Mm. Completely different. So that's the great thing about Scotland. That's why Scotland matters when it comes to whiskey. <laughs> not, Word. not only does it produce good whiskey, but there's so much variance. Mm. It, 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 it's incredible. But I, I'll be honest with you. I think the Japanese got their number. The Japanese whiskeys are just forget about it. I've been Japanese told, whiskeys are crazy. I've been told, but I haven't been able to, to buy a bottle yet, man. Oh, my friend, my friend, if you get a chance, go buy the Nika Coffee Grain or the Hibiki 12 or the Yamazaki 12. Uh, any one of those, like I said, Nika the uh, Hibiki 12, Yamazaki 12, but definitely if you can get your hands on it, the Nika Coffee Grain. It is like no other whiskey that you have ever experienced, my friend. And it goes great with most cigars. Most cigars it'll, it'll go great with. I mean, uh, it's unbeatable. So look, man, we have a... Uh, uh, in the beginning of each show, my, my buddy, the the uh, I don't know if you've heard the show yet, but my co-host is a sneakerhead. And he always asks me, you know, I, my question to him is, what are you rocking? He tells me what sneaker he's rocking for the day. And my question, his question to me is, what are you smoking? So my most recent cigar was a Gurkha Evil. What is the most recent cigar you smoke today? What are you smoking today, Billy Boulevard? A Casa, a Casa Fernandez Miami 2014. Um, that's, a, that's, that's, the, that's the cigar that I'm intrigued by right now. Other than that, it would have to be the Dunhill heritage honduras that cigar right there they just came out in 2015 and it's a killer the dunhill honduras man the dunhill heritage honduras spicy creamy complex balanced great smoke quality holds the ash um never got to relight it yeah yeah that 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 dunhill heritage has got my number that sounds dope so I'm going to switch gears a little bit because I hit you up. Uh, you asked, what's the interview going to be about? I said cigars and maybe your favorite sports team and maybe a little hip-hop. And you said to me, I quote, I could talk hip-hop all day. Yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I mean, I came from the era. I mean, <laughs> my nigga. I'm, I'm a product of the era. My nigga. I'm an East Coast, I'm East Coast New York all day. And um, I'm from the era. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not new to the game, but in it. In addition to that, I mean, I was a, I was an artist. I was the, I was the first East Coast artist to be signed to Priority Records. Right after all of that NWA stuff was coming out, they started looking for acts on the East Coast. I was the first East Coast artist to be signed to Priority Records. Oh, the deal never went through. The deal never went through because I, I managed this safety shit with the money. But that's another story. But yeah, I can talk. I, mean, I love hip hop. I can talk hip hop. I'm real proud of what's going on right now because we've been. I mean, we've been faced with some. Well, I mean the dumbest. I've been. I mean, honestly, it turned into the dumbest genre of music I've ever heard uh, in the last recent about fifteen years. It's just 
stupid. And then now I'm starting to see artists, real artists, not just people that want to cash in on the culture, but real artists, people that are willing to sacrifice their career just to make this particular song or to make this particular statement. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was in the era that I came up with. You know what I mean? I'm going to be 44 years old this year. Right. So I go back. I go way, way back. <laughs> and um, when I when I saw, I mean, I was I was never the type of dude that would judge somebody by the music they was listening to. But I will admit, over the last couple of years, I turned into that person. I would judge you by what you like. I'd be like, "Yo, you like that? Right, you right. dumb motherfucker. <laughs> you like that stupid shit." So it sounded like to me they were just making high school dropout music. You know what I'm saying? And I just couldn't fuck with it, man. So like these cats sound like they ain't never even read a book in their life, man. So you're not a fan of none of the down south, the future, the uh, the Migos, none of that bullshit. No, nah, I can't fuck with that. Man. I'll be honest. With you. I mean, I, I don't mean to offend anybody that may be listening, man. But honestly, man, that that shit is anathema to me. I can't, I can't touch that shit no way, form, or fashion. Same way you probably don't like a lot of the artists I like. That's fine. I just that that just does not do it for me. <laughs> no. See, I'm from, no. I'm from Baltimore, right? So. We are like smack dab in the middle. Like I do, like I, I'm not gonna lie. I I love to bump some ignorant shit in my car, but I do appreciate. I'm a former artist myself, and I do appreciate lyricism. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes I don't want to. I don't feel like thinking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just want to fucking put something on and just have something bumping. My, my my speakers be ridiculous, and, and and just you know what I'm saying. So I, I I get it though. I understand. Like a lot of people don't like that down south shit. So. Fusion hip hop. No, you know what? You know what? You know what? Yes, the the South does play a huge role in making a lot of the hip hop that I don't like. But that's not how the South started out, man. The South started out. The South started out with a message, man. The South started out with a message before before it just turned into you know being at the club, being at the strip club, being in the trap. Before it just turned into just right. The South saying a lot of incredible shit and then they kind of devolved into some, it just just too many cats got involved and that's not fun, man. The white man started picking and choosing. This is what's mm-hmm. going to make it, this is going to make it. The white man's like, I don't want to put out nothing but the ignorant shit. So would you consider they don't like this. They don't like your. They don't like your little message. Your little me- keep your little non-selling message mm-hmm. to yourself. We putting out. We putting out some straight ratchet shit because that's what these motherfuckers like. And they, and, and and then everybody said, "Well, fuck it. They don't need to have no message no more. Right. They don't need to really be concerned about being an artist." But you got to understand that if you look at the MCs that have made the most money in the game, if you look at the MCs that have the most longevity in the game. It's always the lyricist. He's the one, or she is the one who has that passionate following. Okay. Them other trap motherfuckers, man, they come down with dust, man. Mm-hmm. They got them motherfuckers dropping out the sky. Right. As soon as I hear a motherfucker get on the mic and start spitting about that shit, I'm like, okay, you one of them down a dozen niggas. Right. Now I'm, I'm going. You ain't gonna be. You ain't gonna be here next year. No you doubt. won't be here next year. Now I will disagree with one thing. I don't think that the people necessarily don't want to hear good music. I think that's what the the uh, what do you call it the radio uh, the programmers are pushing. So you can only listen to and you can buy good music. Most people are too lazy for that. So that's, you gotta well, look at the sea of shit you gotta filter out to get to the good music. Right. I mean, there's a fucking endless ocean of bullshit that you would have to get through to get the one quality song. Right. 
because everybody and their grandmother got a computer and can make a song. No doubt. They can put it out. They can put a video out. Hey, 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 Billy! I want to introduce you to somebody. Now, I've, I'm I'm part of a, a, a duo, a pair on on the Wes Buffy podcast, and my my co-host has been sitting here quietly because he's like, "Oh no, this is your interview. You you know, you're a fan of the guy." But he has a question because I don't think I'm gonna do your question justice. Go ahead, Earl. Ask your question. What's going on, brother? How are you? I'm good, man, brother. How are you, baby? Great, man. Um, now you 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 seem to be a a fan of of, of New York hip hop or East Coast Central. No, no, I'm a fan of hip hop. I'm a fan of hip hop, not New York hip hop. I like hip hop from everywhere. I got I got I got I got a group of motherfucking niggas from France that, I, that I'm feeling. All right, that's what I'm right. saying. It, it's good hip hop. But you, you're a New York guy, am I correct? Yeah, say that again. You're a New York guy, though, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, my question is, is it's kind of a two parter. Is what would you say would be the state of New York hip hop, and who's making that sound like that 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 boom bap hip hop sound? Like where's that coming from now? Okay, the state of New York hip hop is New York is reaching up to touch the bottom. Mm. Okay, the state of New York hip hop is horrible. But when you, when I answer that question, we would be talking about hip hop coming from New York. Okay. Right. However, however, make no mistake about it. When you say New York hip hop, you're not just talking about New York. You're talking about a particular sound, Correct. a particular sonic aesthetic, and that sonic aesthetic always deals with the boom back, as you said before. It also deals with lyricism. An artist, an artist. When you start talking, if 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 a guy from San Francisco said, "You know what, man? I want to make some New York shit," he can still talk about growing up in San Francisco, and, and his experiences intrinsic to San Francisco. He can talk about what's going on in 2015 in San Francisco, not adhering to the era where the New York sound was running shit. He can talk about what's going on right now in San Francisco. He can talk about his experience individual to that region. However, if he says he's going to do New York hip-hop, he's going to have the beat's going to have a particular sound to it. It's going to have a particular cadence to it. He's got to be a dude that's got a voice. He ain't doing no auto-tune shit. He got his own individual voice. Because everybody knows the New York MC has a voice that's always like an instrument. The voice in itself has to match the beat and do its own thing. And in addition to that, he's going to have a more complex cadence. His cadence ain't going to be some like Texas sounding shit. It ain't going to be no L.A. sounding shit. His cadence is going to be complex. You know what I'm saying? An example of that would be like a, a, a G-Rap or a Nas or a Rakim type of cadence. You can do your own thing, but the cadence would be very, very complex. You know what I'm saying? Like you take a, when Nas said, people be looking weaker now, people stab, people foul, speaking loud, in and out of heavy reaper cloud. That's a very complex delivery where everything is bunched up, but that content is there and that content is real. It ain't just senseless bouncing of words. That shit got to be on point. So you can say you're going to do New York hip hop and be from San Francisco, but you would be adhering to the standard that created this shit mm -hmm. in the first place. Right. So when you talk about New York hip hop, we're not just talking about hip hop of that region. We're talking about a particular sound. I knew when you were asking the question, though, you basically referring to what's going on in New York. And I'm telling you, they're reaching up to touch the bottom. But I don't know about you. I'm feeling that last great co-op. I think that's New York hip-hop all day. <laughs>
So, 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 Billy, what's your, who's your favorite rapper right now? Like, well, who is your favorite rapper of all time? My favorite rapper of all time? Uh, I, I ain't gonna lie, I, I'm a big Black Thought fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Black Thought. I think he's nasty on the mic. I love Nas. Love Jay sometimes. Sometimes he gets, he's starting to get a little weird. You know what I'm saying? Uh, most death, love most death. A lot of his new shit is weird. No doubt about it. He started going crazy. Got a little money. He just left us all behind. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> he on an asteroid floating in another dimension right now. Um, <laughs> you know, I love Kendrick Labar. Love him to death. But I'm, uh, I'm a still a, I'm a big Styles P, Jada Kiss, that click, what they doing. I still think they making incredible shit also. So I'm all over the place. I like a little bit of everybody, man. You know what I mean? But, um, I just, I just want to hear quality. I just, I, I put it like this: I don't want you making some shit sound like my little cousin could have made on his computer. Mm-hmm. Just fucking around. He could have just been fucking around and come up with this bullshit you doing. So when you, you know, what I mean, I, that, that's one thing I don't like. So, dude, when you smoking, right? Do you listen to hip hop music while you smoke? Or are you more like a jazz dude, or like what are you listening to when you light up? I'll be honest with you: I've never been the type to. That's not my main thing to do when I'm smoking. Okay. To um to to listen to music. Have I done it? Yes. When I do do it, I do it. The way, most more than likely it's going to be jazz. Okay. I do like jazz. I do like jazz when I'm smoking. Um, but that's only because a lot of the places where I'm smoking at, that's what they're playing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but if I was to go with some that I would play, I'd be, I would be playing some some old school shit. Okay. You know what I mean, I, I I run a, I run across a lot of uh. DJs that are making some, um, you know, you go to Mixcloud, the app, the Mixcloud. There's a lot of DJs out there that are making music that come from the era, and I kind of gravitate towards that, especially when they start remixing shit, making it different. Right. But um, you know, it's, it's just for me, man, I just, I just like, I like a lyricist that brings the heat. I like a dude or a chick that's saying some shit that's so ill, and you sit back and you say to myself, I can't believe this motherfucker just said that. How did he put that together? Where did that shit come from? What 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 what, what was on his fucking mind when he said that shit, man? Right, right. And I've had MCs that I've had MCs that have done that to me. That have that have said shit. And I was like, damn, this motherfucker's in the zone. You know what I mean? As opposed to a dude that's just like, you know what? I really like you. Like I remember one time, I believe it was Waka Flocka who said. um, they, they were talking to him about lyrics. He's like, I don't be fucking with that lyric shit. You know, I don't be fucking with that lyric shit. I'm like, well, what, 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 what the fuck are you doing there? Yeah, I think Waka Waka is making money. That's all he want to do, man. I, right. I don't think he's, well, that's, don't think he's well, that, Okay, and, and that's fine. And that's fine because I've done worse for less, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I've done, wor- I've done worse for less. I've, I've, I've been a part of the wicked and pernicious activity that has destroyed black communities and done it for less money. So I ain't judging no man based on that. All right. But if we're talking about music, if I'm critiquing music, right. if we just arrive above my moral, my so-called bullshit ass moral superiority, we just talk about music. And nigga shit is garbage. <laughs> shit is garbage. You can't be fucking serious. When you talk about artists that throw him into the pot that, Gucci Mane and all the get the fuck out of here, man! You gotta be fucking kidding me, man. Damn, that's I, remember, I remember the first time. I remember the first time I actually met a dude 
that like Gucci man. I had to look at I was like, I just wanna look at what the fuck niggas like you look like. What really? This is how y'all niggas dress? This is how words come out y'all niggas' mouth. This is what y'all look like? To like that you gotta be a special you have nigga need to be studied. <laughs> see, see, that's fucked up, man. Hold, hold up, hold up, Benny. Hold up. That's fucked and that up. So look, man, again, I'm from Baltimore, right? I like the Jays and the and the Kent. Well, I don't like Kendrick. I don't fuck with Kendrick. No shit. Nah, I'm not gonna bullshit you. I don't fuck with Kendrick. You finally said it. No, I don't fuck with him. I, I keep it real. But I do like what, some, do, you not, what do you not like about him? Dude, I hate that gimmicky fucking voice shit that he does like sometimes okay. he does you like i've been listening to him and i'm looking like everybody's saying like so we have this argument on the show man he's such a tight mc when i listen to him i'm like what the fuck is this nigga saying i don't hear shit like he'll throw away a whole four bars saying nothing or repeating the same line over and over again the devil i knew see the devil that nigga say something you feel me like like you said no you no no you said some shit i ain't gonna front i i don't like i don't like his whole catalog Right, I don't like this whole panel. And I, I got my criticisms to everybody. Like with J. Cole, I think he's saying nigga and bitch too much. Mm. And I think, he, I think he's trying to do it because he want to get that whole half-breed juice because he's tripping with that half-breed juice and he's trying to get that shit off. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but, I'm gonna spit but, fucking nice. <laughs> old boy nice on the, old boy nice on the mic, though. Right. Boy, he, he crazy on the mic. Right, man. right. So Jay is straight wild with it. I'm, 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 I'm just liking the fact that it's younger dudes that are coming out mm. that are lyrical. And if you look at the, if you look at the cast that's lyrical, they're the ones that are going platinum. They're the ones that are developing a following. Man. Everybody else is going to be, rele- everybody else is going to be relegated to a, a mixtape every six months, and in three or four years, nobody will give a shit. See, so like, all right. So when I ask you the question about what you like to listen to. Uh, when you smoke, like I'm, I'm a big. I like Rick Ross. Not that I'm, not because Rick Ross is a lyricist, and he's really not. But he makes some of the best cigars. I mean, he's decent. He makes some of the best cigar smoking music. That I've ever yeah, heard. yeah. Well, see, see, see. Rick Rick Ross is kind of a he he he, he kind of breaks the paradigm because he's got a dope voice. Mm-hmm. He's got a dope delivery. His his lyrics are very vivid. He puts you there. Mm-hmm. He comes. He 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 bounces off the track real hell. You know, a lot of dudes are, just got one speed. He, he bounces off the track real ill. Mm-hmm. But, see, the thing is, I come from the era where everything had to line up. You had to have a voice. You had to dress a certain way. You had to look a certain way. You had to carry yourself a certain way. But guess what? Your background story had to match up, too. Mm, keep it real, ever. Your background story. Your background story had to match up, too. If niggas knew to choose the motherfucking correctional officer, and yet that might be... <laughs> Niggas would snatch that mic out your hand and punch you in the motherfucking face. Get the fuck out of here. Especially if you was trying to play yourself off as the biggest motherfucking drug dealer in Miami. Right, right, right. Now, I understand understand this shit is showbiz now, and nobody really gives a fuck about authenticity. That's just a tweet. (laughs) I mean, that's just bullshit. All right, I'm kidding. I'm I'm just not from that era. I'm from that era where everything had to line up. Your background had to line up. You can't, you can't just be nice. Like a lot of motherfuckers could rap, but did they story didn't add up? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that's one of the things. That's kind of one of the things that I like about Drake. He ain't never tried to front himself off as no big drug dealer, or no bar brawler, or nobody that'll beat your ass. You basically come off as a cat that's about his paper and he'll fuck your bitch. 
Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And and I, I can't be mad at niggas for that. <laughs> but I'm gonna be mad at somebody for that. Right? Get the fuck out of here. That's that's all okay. We can trick to that, nigga. No doubt. So look, man, I was reading your vlog, I mean your blog, right? And and I and I and I thought I read something about you putting up four hundred on the bench. Is that is that accurate? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm uh, I'm 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 an athlete that's um I'm hard body with that shit. Yeah. So you gotta realize, dude, that you line up with so much so we got this thing, man, money and muscle. And we're gonna put we put a C in that bitch, MCM, money, cigars and muscles, dude. Cause I'm trying to be a pavement cracking motherfucker, yo. You gonna have to post a video <laughs> of you in that bitch, you feel me, getting it in, G. You're gonna have to. No, nah, that, that, that you know what? That wouldn't really be a problem. I just I, I don't know. I'm again I'm I'm forty four years old mm. and I'm funny style about having somebody like, yo, because <laughs> then I'm gonna have to be energetic, right? right? And I'm gonna have to say, Hey, yo, man, my man, take this phone, right? And I want you to point it at me, okay? And I'm gonna get on this bench, right? right, right and then right. while I'm listening, I want you to film it. That just I'm just from the era where that just sounds gay to me. That just sounds <laughs> That shit sounds like, yo, because if a nigga asks me, I'm like, nigga, I ain't fucking filming you while you look in no waist. But Fuck see, out of here, You man. see them niggas in the gym, though, right, taking pictures, like, yo, take a picture of my back while I'm on the <laughs> I be all over the place. Right. They all over the place. In the mirror you, and you, you walk in the gym, you trip and fall over them niggas. They everywhere. No doubt. I did, I, I, like I said, I'm just from a different era, man, where I just can walk up to another dude, hey, man, I want you to film this while I do this, man. Then you get back, well, why are you doing this? Why? <laughs> Jersey. I'm living in Newark now. I'm in Newark, New Jersey. Oh, damn. Shit. 
You love the hood, nigga. <laughs> man, man, yo, look, look, it ain't all that, man. It, look, Newark, Newark got about a hundred murders a year. Oh shit, that's about it. We got a hundred murders a year. That ain't so bad at all. That ain't that ain't really bad at all. Hundred murders in the February. So, man, what, what's what's next for you, man? Like, you got the, you got so so. It's time to plug your shit, man. So you got PureMaduro.com. Well, I have a, yeah, right. So I have a, I have a clothing line. The first clothing line dedicated to the modest cigar smoker. It's basically a situation where I was at a club one time and um, had on this red linen button-up shirt. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was going to be going to the cigar in uptown because we all, all the big time smokers be at. Okay. So I knew I was going to be going, I knew I was going uptown to smoke a cigar in late on that night. So I said, I'm going to put these three cigars in my shirt pocket because I didn't want to bring no leather case. You know, nowadays the clothing is still a certain, you know what I mean? Right, right. So you don't want a big, you don't want a big bulky leather case in your pants that should look stupid. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You, know, you already got what? You already got a wallet, car keys. Probably a lighter, cutter, oh, cell phone. Yeah. You walk around looking like motherfucking Batman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All this shit you're doing, right? Yeah. right. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to put the cigars in my shirt pockets. I was like, I'll be there in three or four hours, five hours, maybe. So I'm in the club dancing at the bar, struggling to get to the bar. So the cigars, they sit inside the pocket. They rubbing up against each other, getting torn apart. So I get to the cigar and later on that night, and I pull the cigars out. They dry. They beat up. Torn up, and these are three Patron. Oh, yeah. We're talking about damn near $100 worth of cigars down the tubes. Mm. And that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to design and invent a cigar shirt for shit where you can put the cigar in the shirt, hold three cigars. Mm. The material doesn't breathe, so the cigar stays moist, stays fresh, mm. and it's three separate slots so the cigars never rub up beside each other. And aside from that, the shirt is banging. It's a Japanese cotton. Shirt is high quality, um, lots of different colors. I make sure that the collar has a particular color, the interior of the sleeve has a particular color. Make sure that the the, the buttons bounce off the body of the shirt and the whole nine yards. So it's a it's a really good looking shirt, very unique design. But at the heart of it, your cigars always protected, always. Uh, staying moist, always staying fresh without you having to bring a leather case. So I started that website about a year ago. In addition to that, we sell lapel pins for, you know, because a lot of times you want to you wanna rock a blazer, you want to put a, a lapel pin on, the lapel pin will kind of signal to other people that you're a cigar smoker. Right. It, always break, it allows you to break a conversation real easy. When somebody see that, somebody see you got a cigar cutter, lapel pin on, they're like, oh, you smoke cigars? Bam, immediately. You got something you can finally talk and close the deal with. You know what I mean? If you want some business shit or some networking type shit. And then I got cigar theme and whiskey theme cufflinks too for, for cats that's wearing um trench cuts on their shirt. So that's the first like the next thing I'm on the next thing I plan on doing is I'm making a leather bag, a banging British tan leather bag where you can put two bottles of scotch four green current glasses and it's got a humidor built in it to carry your cigar so it'll be like the one stop shop for if you're going and if you're going to a Super Bowl party whatever you got something that you can rock with so so the question everybody I think in podcast land wants to know and I definitely want to know myself is are you going to bring are you going to make that shit in fat nigga sizes man can, can we can we get a hold on hold on hold on hold on you know, you know big 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 boy big boys come in a lot of different dimensions. I, I make an XXL. 
I'm just saying, I, I, man. I make it. I, I make it XX child. Here's the science, man. When I first started this off, I, you know, you look around. You look around in Atlanta, man. It's a lot of big dudes in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's some big dudes in Atlanta. So you got to be. You know, I, I made sure that I didn't come to the table with no slim fit and shit. So when it's a when it says XXL, yeah, that's a true to life XXL. Okay, okay. Yeah, and, and and by the way, I didn't mention it. The line of shirts is called Leaf and Barrel. It's all about what cigar pairing, right? Leaf and a barrel. Um, if you like whiskey, that certainly comes from the barrel. And if you like if you like cigars, it's always coming from the leaf. So it's all about the lifestyle of the leaf and the barrel and. uh it's, it's it's a website that I put a lot of work and passion into, and also have a cigar fashion blog on the website. It's leafandbarrel.com, dot com. Uh, leaf dash and dash barrel dot com. If you just put in in Google leaf and barrel, it'll pop up. You ain't gotta go. You ain't, you ain't gotta go around the world to find it. But mm-hmm. that blog is hard body because I'm putting cats onto a lot of shit okay. on my cigar fashion blog. And in addition to that, also I still have puromaduro dot com. Puromaduro dot com is where you go for pairings, uh, I'm where you see my cigar rant, yep. where I go off on a particular, where I start talking about a particular the, topic the related usually to cigars. No doubt. The Mooch is, I, that was my favorite one, because it'd be some motherfuckers, let me, let, me, let me get a hit of that young blood. No. Uh, <laughs> you've never even seen him. You, not, you don't even, here you are, you go pay about $120 for a bottle of some exotic shit. Sometimes it's just $50. But right. you can also spend a hundred. You walk in the land, and you don't even know this guy. And he wants to just, just get in. Right. Oh. Yeah, man. Oh. Nobody goes to a cigar lounge looking to punch nobody in the fucking face, right? Mm, no That's always, you always go to a cigar lounge to parlay, to share, possibly make some business connections. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Possibly. But, man, that's just, man, forget about it, man. And they and they out there, man. They out there. They out there heavy. Shock. Heavy. Just just trying to get in that bottle. Hey man, so are you on Twitter? Yes. I'm on Twitter. Um but my my, my my Twitter my Twitter handle is um for the Pure Maduro site, so that's uh, definitely twitter.com slash Pure Maduro. Puro P U R O Maduro. Just the way it sounds. Okay. Okay, and so we got PureMaduro.com, at PureMaduro on Twitter, man. Um, Billy Billy Boulevard coming out with some new shit, man. Y'all make sure y'all check him out, man. Um, time, um, and Billy, um, I, I, I want to be able to find you on your rap shit. You got anything out there on YouTube or anything that I can go listen to some of that? You know what? You know what? That, 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 that album, um, the, the name of the album was called Touch the Sun. That was the name of the album, and uh, let's see here. I can, I, I, I know I've seen some shit on YouTube where Cass was. Um, yeah, if you just put in "Touch the Sun" on um, on YouTube, uh, it'll pop up. Okay, no, no doubt. it'll pop up. It'll pop right up. Um, the artist at the time, my artist name was Zigzag. Um, that was your not, right not the really. Not not the rolling papers. <laughs> right. In Brooklyn in, in Brooklyn zigzag meant some other shit. That meant some other shit. Okay. You know what I mean? We can get all into that. But um yeah, it's uh, that's the artist thing. But the album if you pop that in YouTube, bam, I'm I just popped it in and boom, it's coming up immediately. 
Okay. Comedian. Hey, man, I hope this yeah. is not the last time we can get you on the show, man. I, I thoroughly enjoy nah, yeah. it, man. No doubt, man. Um, everybody, that was Billy Boulevard. We appreciate you, and uh, we out. Peace. Ease up. Ease up, my brother. Thanks for the opportunity to speak to your audience, and thanks for the conversation, my man. Ease up. No problem, man. Thank you.